Hello, this is Jim Reynolds, and you are on the Ultimate Mission Christian Life Empowerment Podcast. Today, I am here with Kylie Stark and Zuzu, or Diana. <laughs> and Diana, I can never say the other name that you have, so I'll let you say that for me. Uh, which one? <laughs> <laughs> well, you you got Ch- Kuzuzo... Um, Ingaberi. Ingaberi, thank you. And, and I probably didn't say that right at all. <laughs> Kylie, you're doing a lot better than me at saying that day. Oh my goodness. But hey, we are at the beach for a couple days. We've had, we've had a good time at the beach just hanging out. My wife and I came here with, with Kylie and Zuzu and we've had a great time. It's, it's kind of a weird time because we have these fires all going on all over the state. And we came here in the morning when there really wasn't any fire going on and all of a sudden boom fires are going everywhere and we're getting all these phone calls and and we're getting we're seeing things on TV and on Facebook about things burning up all around our houses and and so it's been a kind of a weird vacation hasn't it yeah yeah I know I've kind of felt a little bit guilty about being here (laughs) because it's so beautiful I mean what, what did it look like when we were when we were down south today at the lighthouse very dark. We couldn't see anything. Yeah, it was it was very smoky, wasn't it? And then when when we look north, Kylie, what does it look like up north? Oh, it's also pretty smoky. It's on both sides of us. It's really smoky. But then right here, we've got clear skies. It's blue. This doesn't smell of any smoke. There's nothing. It's great. <laughs> it's it's amazing. It, and that's why I kind of feel a little bit guilty right here. But tomorrow <laughs> we got to go back. We got to go back home with the smokes and the fire and everything else. And so the the guilt will be over with, and we will be back to reality. What everybody else is doing. So we're praying really hard for them. But in the meantime, we're here the night before we got to go back and I've been talking to Kylie and Zuzu about about some spiritual things and, and about church. Kylie and I are part of a church plant called called Hills and Valleys Adventist Church. And Zuzu used to go to our church over at Gladstone. So we've all gone to church together at one time or another. And I I was talking to, to these young ladies and, and asking them if they ever see their friends at church. And are people their age, and, and they were telling me they don't see very many people their age at church. And so I'm sitting here and wondering why that would be. How come we're losing our young people right and left? It just doesn't seem like our youth rooms or our, our collegiate age rooms or even our young adult classes are filling up. And why is that? What's up with that? I know when I was 16 years old, I had been going to Adventist schools my whole life, and I turned 16 years old, and I started going to a public school, and I quit going to church. And I I don't think I quit going to church because I started going to a public school. I quit going to church. It just didn't seem to interest me anymore. There was nothing there that there just seemed more exciting things to do on Saturday morning. And Saturday mornings when I was where I I was raised going to church. But and and some of you, it may be Sunday mornings. But either way, there just didn't seem to be enough interest there for me. And I can't remember if, you know, if the youth leaders didn't put out enough good programs or what the problems were. Just I don't know. I, I just wasn't enough for me there. 
And so I'm just wondering, you know, about some of the friends. I know you guys go to church, uh, and and maybe you don't go every single weekend, but but you guys both go to church, and so you don't see your friends. Or what do you think? What is keeping your friends from going to church? Do you think? Or what are they doing besides going to church? Well, I think a big problem that people our age have is. Our whole lives, since we were five, you know, we've been going to school and having our class and then having a teacher and we've been taught stuff. And so all we ever want to do, you know, is get out of school and then have that free time afterwards. So growing up, you keep having this over and over into middle school and high school. And so it just seems like church is that same way because you have your class period where you're just listening to the person talk in front of you and teach you the lesson. And it's the same thing as in school. And then you finish up there with like a little pamphlet to have to take home and then you'll get to the sermon and then it's just another person another pastor who's just talking to you and lecturing you and trying to you know study the bible with you and so it just i think i lose interest very easily like in class when i'm just not interested in the subject anymore and i just you know i'll fall asleep or i'll my mind will wander and so i think it's a lot like in a classroom and we try so hard to stay away from the classrooms and so for us because i go to church on saturday I only have one day then where I'm not in a school type situation and so I'll I'll want to do more than go back to a school environment. Mm. So Zuzu is does that resonate with you? I mean, do you hear what Kylie's saying? Yeah, I mean, uh people has different reasons of why uh they don't go to church like my age. Um, I know my friends, um, they, I think the reason why they don't come to church, they say that it's boring, like the music is boring, but they just want to spend their time on social media. So the day before Sabbath, they go to bed late. So they want to spend all Sabbath sleeping, and whenever they get up, they just use their phone, go wherever they want to go, but... Yeah, I think. They have they have other things that interest them. Yeah. And, and I should mention, Kylie, you are 18. You just graduated from Portland Adventist Academy. And Diana, you are 19. I uh, just turned 20. Just turned 20 and graduated from Portland Adventist Academy. Both of you come up with very different backgrounds. Zuzu came up in... Um, Africa and in uh, Uganda. Uganda. Oh, I got to keep remember that Uganda and Kylie was born and raised here in Portland, Oregon. So you guys come from very different backgrounds, and and you're about the same age. So so there's other things that that I wonder about as I look out at the young people today. Do your friends have a little beer, smoke a little pot? Smoke? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, here, as a young generation, if they turn 18 or 19, they feel like they are old enough to do whatever they want. Their par- they feel like their parents does, does not have um, any right to tell them what to do. So they just want to do whatever comes in their mind. 
and they start um, smoking because of mere, maybe they have bad friends who smokes and that's and that's um, and that's one of the reasons why they smoke as well. I mean, that's what I can say. Mm. Yeah. Well, I know that a lot of my friends from public school will drink or smoke, and I think it's more of like an outlet, kind of, because the world just has so many problems right now, and as a teenager, it feels like everything is wrong and nothing can go right, and your whole life is falling apart every single day, and so I think a lot of my friends or people that I know use it as a way to just get rid of that, get out of that situation that they're in for a little while and have some fun, and so that's what they'll resort back to. Mm, yeah. So I guess one of the things I wonder about as a church leader is if somebody's smoking pot and, and drinking alcohol or smoking cigarettes or, or whatever things that people are doing to get by, to cope with life, I still want them in church. So do people, when they're doing some of these things, they, they feel like maybe we don't want them in church if they're, if they're doing some of these things? I think so, because they know what they're doing is wrong, and uh, they don't feel welcomed uh, if they start smoking, because they know maybe the church is against the, like, the cigarettes and all those uh, things, like smoking or drinking. Or maybe if they smoke, maybe on Friday nights, they won't be able to go to church because they will be really tired, and, and maybe they will... We'll want to sleep more. I don't know. Like <laughs> Especially that. if they drink on Friday night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hangovers, you know, as a young person, the hangovers aren't as bad. As you get older, oh boy. But yeah, even as a young person, a hangover on from Friday night or Saturday night, you're not going to want to go to church on, on in the morning. But uh, <laughs> So Kylie, what do you think about how people think that, that may have been smoking pot or drinking alcohol or they feel like this is something that may not be looked um, well upon at the church, do you think that might keep them out? I think that's definitely a big factor that could play um, because, you know, anyone can put on a facade and pretend like they're a good person and then go to church and leave and feel good about themselves and they can pretend like they don't do anything that they might and so I'm sure that if someone who smokes or drinks goes to a church and other people know that they've done that then they won't be as inviting or as welcoming or that's just a thought because there's definitely been um, a lot of believers who've put a bad image on who we are and might you know, because I know a lot of my friends that aren't Christians think that Christians are stuck up and that they're prudes and that they only think certain things in life are okay to do and that if you don't follow those rules, then you're going to hell. And so I think that a lot of people have got that image of Christians in their mind. And so to go to a church, they're just thinking, well, they've they've sinned, they've done something wrong, they're going to get, they're going to get like a lot of hate for it yeah 
And and as you go to church, you girls both go to church. I call you girls, and that's you know that's not me. <laughs> you're women. You're young ladies. But it's a term of endearment for because I love both of you. Uh, as you let young ladies go to church, do you feel that from church members? Do you feel that that you're being judged? That they're looking at you and and wondering if you were doing something you shouldn't, or maybe they think or. I mean, do you know any of your friends or instances where this has actually happened? Or is this a perceived judgment? Well, I would say that um, if you know someone uh, who knows that you, you do smoke and you both go to the same church, you will think that maybe they are judging you because they know what you, you are doing like behind whatever, I mean, behind when you are at home or, or where, when you are not where people can be able to see you. And that guilty is there. Like, you know the church does not um, accept those things, but you do it. So if you go to church, you start thinking that people, like, you, you see that those people who knows that you do smoke, you, you think that they're judging you or something. Oh, why is this person coming here when they do this and this and that? So... Yeah, you just feel guilty, and you think that they are judging you, and when they are not, so when they're not, so, so yeah, I, well, I guess as as I've seen it, I mean, I've seen some people say things about people, but it's usually behind their back. It is. It's rarely that I see somebody confront somebody and say, "I know you drink. Why are you at church?" I mean, I don't. I don't ever see that. Right, but that's also the scary part because everybody knows that people talk behind their backs, mm. you know. So you know that it's getting around. You know that it's probably being talked about, even if it's not directly to you. So that just stays in the back of your mind, you know. Like she said, the guilt just is right. there because you know it's probably happening, even though you don't see it. It's just, it's human. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so I guess what I'm looking for on our conversation is is how do we as church leaders let people know, and, and it's really a tough line to walk, um, let people know that it's okay to come if you drink, if you smoke, if you're having premarital sex, if, if any of these things are happening, that it's still, we still want you at church. Oh, and we're not going to talk behind your back. I mean, I can't guarantee every church member is not going to talk behind your back. But how in the world do we let your friends know to come to church anyway? Uh, I mean, it's like, uh, maybe if there is like a, an event going on, like have a time where you, you like invite young generation to the church and have them do fun stuff. If you directly put them, oh, Bible, Bible studying, if they're going to, uh, feel like it's boring and they won't be able to come again. So their first time, maybe you can invite them to church and some have uh, have some fun games and music and yeah, just to make them feel welcomed in their place. Um, what do you think, Kai? Is that? I mean, what kind of fun games, what kind of music? Are we looking at, at concerts? Are we looking at, at, at something where they can do music? I mean, what do you think would interest people of your age? Well, I definitely think that music is a big thing because 
I don't know one teenager or person around our age who doesn't love or listen to music all the time because I do that myself. And I think when you think of church, you think of the traditional, like, the piano and then the hymns. And, you know, it's just not as exciting for us because we're so upbeat and we love random and, you know, um, unorthodox music. It's just so we like... I think I would like to see a whole band up there because at PAA during chapels we would have guitars and drums and singers and piano person and it was just great and I thought it was the time that I felt most spiritual and you know we were just doing our karaoke I think that was really good for me and yeah. <laughs> I, I felt I don't know I felt very spiritual during all of that and that might just be personally me but I think I know a lot of my friends who are also that way because music just plays such a big part in our lives so yeah. to have it loud to have it I mean more newer songs it right. doesn't have to be super traditional or old I think that'll definitely bring in more mm -hmm. youth and so what you folks didn't get to hear was was before <laughs> we did this podcast we we sang karaoke and uh and, and Zuzu and, and Kylie, man, those two can harmonize. Oh, my goodness, it was great. And I tried singing a few songs, too. And, you know, that kind of brings out... That kind of brings out another little piece, and, and I even exclaimed, because I picked a couple songs to do when we're doing karaoke. Uh, I picked a couple songs that one of them had a cuss word in it. One of them said, damn. Um, one of uh, one of the songs had talked about alcohol. And and I'm saying to you guys, I'm going, boy, I don't know. These, these songs really don't re represent, you know, my Christian lifestyle, but they're songs I know. And you guys were going, oh, no, that's okay. That's okay. And so, you know, there there's a really fine line we walk as as church leaders is that, is that we want to be good examples and we want to help people understand what, what we believe God wants their life to look like. Yet we're still people. We still have a past and, and we want to be able to connect with you without being a bad example. And, and I don't know, it's just, it's kind of weird to try to, because, you know, maybe when I'm out camping, and I have, I've been out camping and, and playing my guitar, I'll sing Country Boy Can Survive. And it doesn't completely represent my Christian lifestyle or feelings. It has a couple, it talks about wine, it, it says damn in one place. Um, and I don't know, I, I'm just trying to figure out how do we become an example yet still be a real person? Because that's really who I am. I go out camping, and I'm okay singing Country Boy Can Survive. In my Bible class, the we had sort of a problem like this, or a topic like this come up in discussion, and our pastor said that he read somewhere of a celebrity who was shamed for listening to um, just regular music, not it was non-Christian music, but it wasn't bad or anything. It was just normal music. And his response was, well, what am I supposed to do? Only ever listen to Christian music, only ever go to Christian-owned restaurants, only ever go to, like, Christian hotels. I mean, I still, I'm human. Not everyone is Christian. There 
can be variety in your life. And I think that was a really good comeback that he had mm -hmm. because yeah. it doesn't always have to be one like straight specific path that you have to take because everyone's going to take a different path. And I don't think that it, it has to be so strict or tied down. Mm -hmm. That's a great answer. That's a great answer because it, it is a line we all walk. But and and I'm feeling like if I want to connect with you guys, I've got to be real. I, I can't be a phony. I can't just be holding up this, you know, this title or this, you know, pastor or whatever that I think I might the 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 what I might be playing for the day. Um, I've just got to be myself. And I don't know is is that kind of the key if if we're going to reach young people? I know you're you're talking about having uh, things that you can invite young people to that is different, that isn't just a Bible study, that isn't just a church service, that is something that is fun that they would be interested in, and then just being real. Yeah, I mean, if they come, you just give them the freedom to choose their own music. I know if they're at the church, they're not going to choose like those bad music. I know they have like some good music that can be played in like in the church when they're like together, when they're doing things together. But if you like choose for them, they're going to think that it's boring or whatever. So you just need to give them the freedom to choose whatever music they want so that they can feel the moment like they're in. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you said, Kylie, that you felt spiritual when we were just doing karaoke. You, and I did too. I had that same feeling. And, and we were having a lot of fun here. And so is part of it maybe letting you guys decide what the program looks like instead of us making a program for you? Maybe having more of an open forum where you come in and you decide what you're going to do? Uh, no, you can decide, but then when it gets to the music part, you just ask them, hey, what, what music do you want? This one and this one, and then you let them choose. So, because if you choose for them, maybe they won't like it, but you can, like, uh, make that program and just have different games that they can play, and yeah. Okay. So let me ask you a question, and and I don't know if you two do or not. I, I suspect you don't, but if you do, that's, that's okay. So Kylie, if you drank alcohol, um, would you care if I knew? I think I would, because... I look up to you, and in my eyes, you're definitely, I mean, you're a friend first, but you're also that Christian figure in my life as well, and so I think I would feel very ashamed if you knew if I drank. How about you, Diana? Same, because, you know, as a church leader, um, you always, I mean, I cannot, like, stand with confidence when I know that you know that I drink alcohol so I always wanna look perfect to you uh, even if I could do it outside but I wanna be that kind of person that you see that is uh, I don't know that is different but 
Yeah, if you knew that I drink, I would feel ashamed too. So the problem with what you two just said, I think, is that if either of you start drinking, I'm going to lose you. Uh, no, it's, you know, it's just, it's like just the same as the way I would feel if my mom knew that I drink, like if my parents knew that I drink, because I know that it, they're not going to be happy about that. Mm -hmm. So it, I will just feel bad that they know. But, you know, um, people does that because they, they, I mean, they, I don't know if they find happiness through drinking alcohol or whatever, but they just, um, I don't think maybe you would lose me if you knew that I drink alcohol. I would just keep coming <laughs> to church. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I don't, like she said, it would be the same as telling a parent, you know, they're still going to love you, accept you and all that. It's just that personal feeling of guilt, knowing you've done something wrong, you might be still doing something wrong, and that other like super important figure in your life knows it's just it puts a new light on you I think in their eyes that you just don't want on mm. but I think that what we were talking about earlier about being real I think that if I knew that you drank then I would feel more comfortable telling you because I remember one time I was with a pastor and he was just asking me random questions to get to know me and he was telling me about how when he was younger he smoked a little bit and that's fine if I told him if I did because he's been there, he's done that. And I felt I felt more comfortable to tell him about my life and about me and not that I've smoked and told him that I did but that if I had and I, and I wanted to tell him I would be fine with that. Mm. I think definitely a big part of feeling more open and welcome as a youth is knowing that the people you're going to be with, the pastors, the other members of the church are not perfect. I mean, everyone is human. And I feel like that's a just a plain statement. I mean, everyone knows everyone's human. We all know that everyone makes mistakes. But to hear those mistakes from someone, to be like, it's okay. I've done that too. I'm, mm. you know, I'm, I'm not a bad person for it. You're not a bad person for it. Let's go through this together. Let's work it out. Let's figure out what we want to do to make it better. You know, just to hear that they're also, they've been in your shoes. And you're not just some outcast who's being a rebel. Uh-huh. So that, that makes a lot of sense. So if I hear what you're saying, you're saying, if I approached you as a human being that has made mistakes... And, and approach you at, on an equal level like that instead of the professor-student level where I'm this, you know, perfect person that's never messed up at all, then I'm going to be able to connect with you better and you'll be able to be more open with me. Yeah. If, yeah. if you know. I think so. Well, just, just for the record, I want you both to know, <laughs> I've made every mistake in the book. <laughs> I have absolutely done everything you shouldn't do. <laughs> so, yeah, I, and I, I get that because, you know, that, that happens with places like Narcotics Anonymous and Alcoholics Anonymous when they, you know, when you, when you first get up, you say, hi, my name is Jim, I'm an alcoholic, right? right? So basically you're saying, hey, I am, I am a sinner. And I am just one beggar trying to help another one find the food. 
that's really all I am. And and I guess, you know, I, I think that that doesn't just work for young people. I think that works for everybody. Yeah, that's true. And so there's, you know, they, they and I like the idea of the programs and things, but as far as spirituality goes, do you think young people are spiritual? It depends on um, what family they come from. I mean, if I grow up seeing my my mom or my dad smoke, and they never talked about uh, like spiritual things, I mean, I won't be able to know what is that about. So it depends. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Kylie and, and and you know I think Diana is talking about religious spiritual things and yes. and so do you know that if if young people are just spiritual in general maybe they never grew up going to church and nobody's ever ever taken them to church they've never opened a bible but they know there's something out there somewhere is that is it, I mean do you see that or do, do do young people even think that way Well I <laughs> I think that the majority of people know or have heard about a god or multiple gods. And so that's not just, you won't, I don't think you can go up to someone like local and say, do you know God? And they'll genuinely say, who the heck is that? So I, I think that it's in everyone's minds. And I think it's, I'm not quite sure if it is. I think it definitely varies and it's dependent on a bunch of things. Yep, that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. That, yeah, that's interesting. So I just, I guess when you, when you listen to music, it's part of that whole spiritual. It seems like when I was a young kid or young kid, I was a young person, we, we would talk about spiritual things some but really not a lot. I mean, it just wasn't part of our interest. Our interest was was having fun. Mm -hmm. Our interest was, where's the party? Where's the girls? I, I know you guys are, but anyway. Um, you know, how can we have fun? How can we have a good time? And I know that was seemed to be my interest at that age. And my life didn't go much past that till I got a little older. So, I don't know. I don't know. Just trying to find the interest for... for People your age is something I'm trying to do here. What what bit of advice do you have to close this out? Both of you try to give me a bit of advice. If I walked up to one of your friends that was not going to church and I wanted to introduce them to to something that we were doing as a church, I wanted to invite them to something. How would I approach one of your friends? Well, I think that you would not start off the bat with, I have a church event that I'd like you to go to. I think you start off talking normal, casual, you know, getting to know about their day, what they've done. You don't really bring that part into the conversation until a bit later. I think it'll definitely take time. I don't know if you can invite someone and have their likelihood of coming be high within five minutes of conversation. So I need to get to know them first. I think so. If you're strangers, I would think so. I would say like, hi, what's up? How's it going? What do yeah. you got planned for today? 
blah, blah, blah. And then eventually, like, well, I have this really cool event going on that I've been trying to get people to come to. It's And then, you know, explain the event. And I think then if they... I think I would feel very comfortable going to this event if it, one, had music that I was interested in, and then if I was reassured that, you know, anyone is welcome. It's not like a certain type of perfect person who can only go. I think it's it's more of an okay. whoever wants to, and then... So I'm yeah. going to give you a little bit of a follow-up to that question, and then we'll get to you. So what if I walked up to somebody that I already knew, a young person that I knew, that I had known in church for years, but they had gone away, and they'd been, they'd been gone for four years, five years, and I wanted to interest them into coming back to church. How do I approach that person? I think that if... If they've kind of been out of the church for four or five years and you haven't talked too much, I mean, every once in a while you'll talk, but I think you try to get to know what's been going on, you know, how's your life been, what's been going on, what's up, and then kind of go by their their responses, their body language. I mean, I think a lot of times if they haven't gone to the church and they're invited to something with the church, they're just going to kind of feel uncomfortable and not really want to go because that was so long ago. That's in their past. They kind of see it. If they left it for a reason, then they'll probably see it as a negative kind yeah. of way. So I think the best approach to take would be, I don't know, to say we have other people who are trying to get into the church who don't really know much about it, kind of make them feel like they're not this newcomer going in. Because if I was like that, I would want to know there's people who are less involved with the church than I am, even though I'm not really that involved, so that I don't feel like I'm the the lowest. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Wow. That's a great point. Diana, what do you think? Uh, I think, as Kylie said, that uh, young generation, they like to have fun. Um, you should just tell them that you have like some fun games or music that's there. So, <laughs> And food, yes. Ah, okay, yeah. and food. <laughs> Free food is always a win for young people. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and that goes, that goes back to what I was just saying when I was a kid. I was looking for fun. Mm-hmm. I was lo- I was looking for fun. I was looking for a good time, and and you know a lot of that when I was a kid included drugs and alcohol, and 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 so. But we got to figure out a way to show kids a way to young people a way to have fun in a clean way, in a sober way, because there's a lot of fun to have sober. You don't have to get messed up to have fun, but boy, you you start down that road, and it gets hard to imagine how you can have fun without having a beer in your hand or getting stoned first. So, so yeah, hey, you know what? I think this has been a good conversation. I mean, yeah. we talked about this before, not really knowing where we were going to go, hoping that we would learn something from each other, and I think we did. So thank you guys very much for being part of this. And, you know, I am really interested in this, in this new church plant that we're doing in Oregon City. So if anybody else has uh, anything they want to add to this, please email me. It's ultimatemission1 at gmail.com. 
ultimate mission number one at gmail.com. Email me and, and give me your advice. Tell me what you think. And if there's any pastors or church leaders out there that would like to learn more about this or, or help us figure this out, hey, get a hold of me too, because I'd love to just work with anybody that wants to try to improve the way we're trying to, to connect with young people. Because I think as a church, we have a long way to go. We have a lot of work to do. So thank you very much. God bless. Have a great time. I hope the fires in Oregon go out because this is just crazy, just nuts and smoke everywhere and people get being burned out of their houses and it's, it's just too much. I mean, it, so much in 2021 or 2020. I'm waiting for 2021. <laughs> I really want next year to start. Get all this political COVID-19 fires, all this mess over and done with. What do you say? Sound good? Sounds good. We need to be done. All right. Well, thank you very much. God bless. Have a great day. And bye-bye.